Welcome to another episode of the 49er Way podcast. Don't forget to give the 49er Way a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis. On today's episode, we're going to preview the 2020 NFL season going through each division, breaking down who I think is going to be a contender and not a contender in the AFC and the NFC as tomorrow or a week tomorrow, football is finally back as next Thursday night, the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs will play host to the Houston Texans in a rematch of last year's divisional playoff game to kick off the NFL season. And of course, that will be followed by a great Sunday slate of games featuring the Packers and the Vikings, which should be a good one, the Buccaneers and the Saints. Who would have thought we would be saying that would be a marquee matchup, but Tom Brady against Drew Brees, and we're not even just getting that once. We get it twice this year. That should be a great matchup. The Cardinals take on the Niners, should be a good one. And the Rams open up their new palace of a stadium, They get to open up SoFi Stadium by playing host to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football and much, much more. Boy, it's really just great to be this close to week one. I mean, it's been such a long off season. It's felt forever because of the pandemic and all that. But we're back. Not a lot of people thought we would be here. But finally, fantasy drafts are happening. And next week's week one, it's just so much to get excited about and I'm really looking forward to it. I know so many football fans across the world are just really excited to get some football back. And how long this will happen? No idea. Let's pray and hope that we're in this thing for 16 weeks and the playoffs. Let's hope that it stays that way. But having said that, let's dive right into it. Starting with the AFC, I'm going to go through the seven teams that I think are going to be playoff contenders this season. And of course, the new wrinkle in this year's playoffs, there is an extra wild card team. There is a seventh seed, and of course, the two seed no longer gets a bye week. It is just the one seed. And of course, every year I feel like there's so much on the line and at stake when it comes to the number one seed because you get home field advantage. And of course, in the past, when you've had home field advantage or even just a bye week in general, if re- your odds of going to the Super Bowl are very high the Niners had the number one seed this year they went to the Super Bowl the Rams had a had the two seed they had a bye week they went to the Super Bowl the Eagles had the one seed they went to the Super Bowl the Falcons had a bye week in 20 in 2016 they went to the Super Bowl so you kind of see how that happens teams that have a bye week drastically improve their chances of getting to the Super Bowl and it's been clearly evident including in the AFC side of things as well so That, of course, puts so much more at stake when it comes to the number one seed this year. And if you fall to the two seed, you now have to play on wildcard weekend. So things are going to be really interesting this season. Of course, in the AFC last year, if there had to have been a seven seed, the Pittsburgh Steelers would have been that seven seed and would have had to play Kansas City on wildcard weekend. That could have been a good game. I I don't think it wouldn't have done anything because Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't have been healthy. KC probably still would have won that game. But anyways, let's get right into it. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they are my top contender in the AFC this year. No surprise there. I think as the defending champions, they kept majority of their team together. I have no idea how with the limited amount of cap space that they've had. But they took care of Chris Jones on defense. They took care of Travis Kelsey. And of course, they took care of Patrick Mahomes' contracts. And they're all locked up for the foreseen future. But 
this team still looks really good on paper. Their key losses on offense, they lost Damian Williams. He opted out of the season, and they also lost their offensive tackle, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who also opted out of the season, who are two important players for this team. But Kansas City went out, got some guys, and of course they drafted a running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is supposed to be very good. Heard nothing but good things out of training camp for him. So I think Kansas City, they're not going to take their foot off the gas pedal. I still I still think they're the team to beat in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes is still, if not one of the best, the best player in football right now. They're, they're going to be hard to beat. And I think the way that teams have to beat Kansas City now is don't try to build just as good as an offense but try to build a potent defense to slow them down. Clearly, that didn't work last year. Having said that, I think that's just the way to go to beat Kansas City because you can't outscore them. The Chiefs are so good. The Texans were up 24-0. That didn't stop them. The Titans were up 17-7. That didn't stop them. Niners were up 20-10. That didn't stop them. If you allow Kansas City to get back in a game, that's not how you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And for that reason, I think they, they kept most of their staff. Bienemy didn't get um Bien-Aimé didn't get a head coaching job. He's still the offensive coordinator. The Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC. I think the continuity there and everything, they're gonna to be tough to beat. The other the next team I have as a contender, again, no surprise here, the Baltimore Ravens. They were 14 and 2 last year. They ripped off, I think it was 12 straight games down the stretch and eventually lost to the Tennessee Titans in the first round of the playoffs. That's obviously the goal for Lamar Jackson is to get that playoff win and propel themselves to the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens are definitely won't be as good, but they're definitely still an 11-12 win team. I think now that there's more tape out there on Baltimore, I think that more defensive coordinators can prepare for Lamar Jackson and their style of offense a little bit better. But I love what the Ravens did this offseason. They went out and got veteran Calais Campbell on defense. I think that's a beautiful guy to add on their D-line. And then what they did in the backfield by adding rookie J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State to pair him with Mark Ingram. I love that. That's a very potent backfield. On top of that, you have Lamar Jackson who can do so many things in that backfield. Baltimore is going to be a tough team to beat. I think Pittsburgh is going to test them, but we'll get to the Steelers in a little bit. I still think the Ravens, it's their division to lose incredibly talented team and they're certainly if they can learn how to win in the playoffs they're certainly going to be a team that I think can test Kansas City to get to the AFC title game and we're going to get an early look at that they play Monday night in week three so that should be a good one for sure it'll be interesting to see how not having Earl Thomas will affect things that's the one thing I look for on defense but we'll find out and we'll see but I think Baltimore should be okay with their John Harbaugh is a great coach I think Baltimore will be all right The next contender I have winning the AFC East, at least right now, the Buffalo Bills. I think this is the first time in a long time that Bills fans have to be confident that this is their year with no Tom Brady. They went to the playoffs last year. Their defense is good. Josh Allen now has playoff experience. They went out and get a guy like Stephon Diggs, a top-tier wide receiver in the league. I, I just don't see how the Bills could mess this up. Having said that, they're the Buffalo Bills. And they have a history of messing up when it matters. But this team is so good, so talented, a lot of youth. I love their secondary with Trey White and Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde and those guys. 
they can ball out. That's a good defense. They have a good offense. They have a good run game. I love Devin Singletary. They went out and got rookie Zach Moss. Obviously, they don't have Frank Gore anymore, who got who was signed by the Jets. But Buffalo's still good. They still have a decent old line. They did lose Feliciano. Having said that, I think Buffalo, it's going to come down to week 16 in Foxborough, Monday night. That's the game that I look, I look at and I say, I think that's the game to beat. If New England is still in it, which I think they will be at that point, that's going to be a massive game. And I think it's just poetic justice at that point that Buffalo has to go through New England to win the AFC East. I think it's only fair to say that. And with Cam Newton in New England, I think that makes them more of a contender now. But we'll get to the Patriots in just a little bit. But Buffalo, this is a really good team. What Sean McDermott has done has been remarkable after not making the playoffs for 17 straight years to making it for two out of the last three. I mean, you got to give them all the credit in the world for doing that. But Buffalo, this is their year. If they want to host their first playoff game in heck forever at least in my lifetime they have never hosted a playoff game I never thought they would host a playoff game that might just come true this year but I like Buffalo to win the AFC East right now and we'll see what happens I think they're a 10 and 11 win team at best the AFC South division champion I think could go any way but I like the Indianapolis Colts I think that Frank Reich is a great coach he's a great play caller but now you have the one missing piece. They got a great young defense. They added my guy DeForest Buckner on defense to pair with guys like Darius Leonard and, and Malik Hooker on defense. And then on offense, they got that amazing offensive line. They put Jonathan Taylor to pair with Marlon Mack in that backfield. Then you got T.Y. in the receiving game. All they needed was a quarterback. Jacoby Brissett was good, very talented, but he just didn't have enough to take them to the next level. Philip Rivers, this is what he needs. I think it's a perfect pairing to pair a guy like Philip Rivers who wants to make that one last Super Bowl run in his career to pair him with a young team like the Colts who are so good. This is a playoff-ready team. I think they're a 9-11 to win team. I think they could win that division going 9-7 and if they wanted to. But I really like the Colts. I think they're the most complete team in the AFC South. And I like them winning that division in the long run as well. So, to my wild cards. Obviously, this year, there are three wild cards instead of two. I have the New England Patriots with a healthy Cam Newton. I like the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. In no particular order, I just think those are the three wild card teams. New England could go either way. I think things could crash and burn if Cam's shoulder is not right and he's not healthy and the defense doesn't do what they need to do to take the next step. There's going to be a lot of young guys playing. And Belichick doesn't get the most out of his young guys. It could be a disaster in Foxborough this year. Having said that, this could also be a 9-10, maybe even an 11-win team if Cam's healthy and Belichick does get the most out of his young players on defense and offense and that receiving corp. They caught Mohamed Sanu today. That could mean a bigger role for Nikhil Harry and some of those younger guys. The Patriots could still be a contender. Never count out, never count them out, never count out Belichick. And Cam Newton's on a mission. So I think the Patriots, at least in my opinion, when I look at the, the complexion of the AFC, especially adding a seventh wild card, I think the Patriots could do it if those things happen. The Tennessee Titans, I think... 
will fall short of winning the division, but they'll make the playoffs in the wild card. I think what they did last year in the playoffs goes very underrated for being able to go into Foxborough in the playoffs, knock off Brady and Belichick, pretty much end their legacy, and then you go to Baltimore, end their 12-game win streak. They looked pretty much unbeatable prior to that. And then you go into Kansas City, and obviously things just fell apart late for them in that game. They were very close to going all the way to Miami. Tennessee's good, but can Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry do that again? I don't know if they can do that again. I don't know if they still have the same guys on offense and defense that can take them to the next level, and I don't think that they have enough talent to beat Baltimore Casey down the stretch. Obviously, they almost did it last year, but I still think they're a wildcard team. Derrick Henry is just an, an absolute beast, and their offensive line is very underrated as well, but I think Tennessee gets in as a wildcard team. And the last wild card I got is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think the Steelers are such a dark horse in the AFC this year if Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy. That defense pretty much won them eight games last year. They were playing games down the stretch with Mason Rudolph and Devil and Hodges, and they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. They started off the year 0-3, didn't look like it was going to be a very productive year for Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin kept that team playing for something, and they were in the thick of the playoff race late in the season last year. If Ben Roethlisberger can stay healthy, and same thing with James Conner and Smith-Schuster on offense, I think Pittsburgh could be a team to even push Baltimore for the division. I think they could even push KC to get to maybe even the AFC Championship game. Because Ben Roethlisberger has been there, done that. Mike Tomlin has been there, done that. And with this young defense with TJ Watt and and Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward and these boys, the Steelers have a very good team and a very good defense. In fact, I think they're one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Pittsburgh is a team to keep an eye on, but those are my seven teams that I think are going to be the seven playoff teams come the playoff time. I like KC, Baltimore, Buffalo, Indy, New England, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. The teams that I think have talent, but they're not quite there yet. Houston, Vegas, Cleveland, LA. The Chargers, I think they have a lot of talent. They're just not quite there yet. I think maybe if Justin Herbert has a great year this year, maybe we'll talk next year. But the Chargers still have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I just don't know if they're quite there yet. For Cleveland, Kevin Stefanski comes in as head coach. I think he's a, he was a very good coordinator. The question is, can he get the most out of the talent on this team? We all know what Cleveland has, but can Kevin Stefanski get the most out of his roster? Because last year, Freddie Kitchens certainly did not get what the most that he could have out of that team, and that led them to a 6-10 record. Things could go either way. It's Cleveland. Who knows what can happen, but they could surprise some people, but... I think we'll kind of see. I love what they did on the offensive line. They got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield, OBJ and Jarvis Landry. They have a late, their offense is very, very good on paper. But the question, of course, can Kevin Stefanski get the most out of that offense? We'll find out. They go to Baltimore week one. That's going to be a good game. Great test right out of the gate for Cleveland. The Raiders, I'm not really sure quite, I'm not really quite sure where they are right now. I don't think they're a playoff team. But they definitely could be a thorn in the side to some teams. I mean, they were 7-9 and nine last year. And they added guys like Corey Littleton on defense. They added Henry Ruggs on offense. 
You got Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. They have a lot of really nice young pieces, but I just don't think the Raiders are quite there yet. I think a positive year for John Gruden is if they go 8-9 wins. If they can finish over 500, that's a positive step in the right direction for John Gruden and the Raiders opening their unbelievable-looking stadium in Vegas. The last team, they could win the AFC South if all things go right, the Houston Texans. This is a team that I think with DeAndre Hopkins should have been in the Super Bowl a year or two ago. They're that good. They were up 24-0 last year. They had it. Deshaun Watson is incredible. Why Bill O'Brien would trade DeAndre Hopkins, I could talk all day about, and I just don't have the time of day to talk about that. But this is still a decent Texans team. The thing is, David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, the two guys that they brought in, are very injury prone, and you just don't know what you're getting out of them. If Houston can get something out of them, yeah, I think they could definitely squeeze in as a wild card or maybe even test Indy to win the AFC South. But right now, if we're looking on paper, no, Indy is the more complete team than Houston is right now, and Houston just traded one of the best wide receivers in football. For for all I care, Houston probably won four or five out of those 10 games from having DeAndre Hopkins. Or from Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson could win probably eight, nine games by himself. And the Texans could go nine and seven this year. Things could go either way. I just don't trust Bill O'Brien, especially after that move. That's the reason why Houston hasn't been able to do close to any damage in the postseason whatsoever. I think that's the only thing that's holding them back. But I don't know. I don't expect a lot from the Houston Texans this year. Moving on to the NFC where things get so much more crazy because there are so many teams that are good, but there are little things that separate my seven contenders to the teams that have a chance. But let's just leave it at this. There are only four teams in the NFC that I think I have very low expectations for, and that's Washington, New York, Carolina, and the Chicago Bears. I don't have much expectations for any of those teams. The Bears, I don't know what the heck that team is doing. I don't know what direction they're going in. Trubisky and Foles, I don't trust either of them. They have an amazing defense. I just think they're just wasting a great defense for all I care. But I don't know. I don't expect a lot coming out of Chicago. Carolina, they're in a rebuilding stage. Nobody really knows what to expect from a guy like Matt Rule. You have Christian McCaffrey at running back, but... And Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. But this is a young team in a rebuilding stage, not sure what to expect. And it's a loaded NFC South that they're in. So I wouldn't expect much out of them either. The Giants bringing in a new coaching staff. So don't expect too much out of them either. They're still young and getting better. And Washington is just a mess. Having said that, I love Ron Rivera. I've always loved Ron Rivera and what he's done in Carolina. And I think... He is the perfect guy you want in that building because Washington's organization as a whole is just an absolute dumpster fire. And you want to bring in a guy that can reshape and almost rebrand, which for heck's sakes, Ron Rivera had a say in getting rid of their former name, the Redskins, into the Washington football team. Ron Rivera had a say in that too. So he's almost reshaping not just the culture but the brand and the image of this team. Because right now, their ownership is not making it like a pretty good 
team that you want to be representing. So I don't expect a lot from Washington. They have a few interesting young pieces like Terry McLaurin and uh, Chase Young, Dwayne Haskins and stuff. So, you know, they'll be okay, but I'm not expecting a lot. On to the contenders, ranking from one to seven. Well, I'm not ranking them, but I'll give my division winners and my wild cards. Winners of the NFC South, I have the New Orleans Saints. I know a lot of people can make a case about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bringing in Tom Brady and boy, it's like bringing in a nice, shiny new car into the building and saying, wow, I want that car. Having said that, New Orleans has been there and done that. This is a team that should be on a quest. I don't know. I am hesitant, but I'm not going to go quite to say this is their last shot, but I'm I'm willing to say their Super Bowl window is closing. I don't know how close it is to a being fully shut, but it's getting there. Drew Brees is only getting older. The the amount of they're only they're going to have to pay Mike Thomas. Of course, though there's the whole Alvin Kamara thing came coming out in the last 2 days or so. They're going to have to pay him. I just don't know if they can keep that how much longer they can keep that team together and how much longer Drew Brees can keep playing at an elite level. I'd give him another few years cuz he's Drew Brees, but I just don't know how much longer the Saints have. And I think they have yet another season with a ridiculously loaded roster. That offense is silly stacked from Breeze to Taysom Hill to Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Kamara, Latavius Murray, and a good O-line too. This is a stacked offensive, offensive team. Very pass heavy. I mean... They're the team that I would, if I'm not picking my 49ers to win the NFC, the Saints are going to be there. This is a team that's, they're going to have to come out of a tough division though this year. But I still think the Saints come out another 11 to 13 win campaign. The Saints are just too good to let something get to them. Although, I wouldn't be surprised if they did drop off after a crushing loss like they did last year. But they've had a crushing loss the last three seasons and they've managed to come back. I'm not worried about the Saints. Next up, I have the winners of the NFC West, my San Francisco 49ers. I think that the Niners, we've talked about this on previous episodes, of course. They lost some key guys. They lost the Forrest Buckner. They lost Joe Staley. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. But they brought in guys to replace them. I think a lot is going to show on how the young receivers can be. How a guy like Trent Taylor, Brandon Ayuk. Can Kyle Shanahan get the most out of those guys? But they bring in a guy like Jordan Reed. They bring in a guy like Trent Williams, a a tackle. Can those guys step up and stay healthy? And can a guy like Javon Kinlaw on defense stay healthy? There's a lot of if, ands, or buts for the Niners going into this year. But it's the same thing. The talent's there. John Lynch managed to to keep the same roster, very similar to how it's been last year. I still think the Niners, the expectation is still that they're going to be there. Seattle's going to test them. We'll get to the Seahawks in a little bit. But I expect the Niners to take another leap and get back into the playoffs for sure. This is just too talented of a team to take a normal drop-off like people say about a Super Bowl hangover. The Niners have a tough schedule. They really do. But this team has been through it all. I think they'll be fine. I'm going to say between a 10 and 13 season. I like 12 and 4, but we'll see what happens. The winners of the NFC East... I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles have been hit hard with injuries lately. And I think Dallas, very similar to New Orleans, 
have so much talent on offense. And this is the first time in a long time that we could say, the Cowboys don't have Jason Garrett to hold them back. In fact, they bring in, I think, the perfect guy as head coach in Mike McCarthy. Out of all the guys that they could have chosen to bring in, I think McCarthy was the perfect guy. He has a great track record with quarterbacks. I mean, he's worked with two of the best to ever do it, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And now you're going to get Dak Prescott. And I know a lot of people like to get on Dak Prescott. But the guy has done fairly well in his time as being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He's led them to the playoffs for two years out of his, I believe it's four seasons now. He's now going into his fifth year. Dak Prescott can do a lot of things. And with the weapons that he has at his disposal, he's got Zeke and Pollard in the backfield. And then you pair him with a trio of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. And you have the offensive line that they do. If Dallas can get the most out of their offense, they're going to be a dangerous team. And then the defense going out and getting guys like Alden Smith, if he still has whatever he has left in the tank after being out of football for a while. Everson Griffin, HaHa Clinton Dix. There's some guys that Dallas can be very interesting. I think this is their division to lose in the long span of things because Philly has lost a lot of guys, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I like Dallas in the NFC East. I really do. The winners of the NFC North, I've been teetering between Green Bay and Minnesota. I'm going to stick with the Green Bay Packers. I think that they're not going to be as good as last year because it's that simple. They just didn't do enough to improve. They got slapped in the NFC Championship game, did nothing to address that, did nothing to address anything on offense to maybe give a number two guy to pair with Devontae Adams. They didn't do that. I still think the Packers are going to be good. Whenever you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, I would expect them to be decent. And I love Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. They did lose Brian Balaga on the offensive line, but I still think the Packers are going to be decent. I don't expect them to do a lot in the playoffs, though. My wild card teams in the NFC, I have Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota. I'm going to start with the Minnesota Vikings. They went out and made a big splash the other day. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe from Jacksonville. I love that move. I think getting rid of Everson Griffin was probably definitely a tough move for that team to make. But when you bring in a guy like Ngakwe... You're keeping that defense intact. They're going a little bit more on the youth side this year, but I trust Mike Zimmer. And in terms of their offense, they did let Stephon Diggs go, which I'm not really sure how that's going to end up playing out, but Adam Thielen's a baller, and you got Dalvin Cook in that backfield. And if you're Kirk Cousins, this is the year that I think you're gaining confidence after last year's playoff win. I personally have never been much of a Kirk Cousins fan. I think he gets way too much credit. Having said that, that was before last season when he never won a playoff game. Last year, he goes into New Orleans, wins a game in overtime, makes that massive throw to Adam Thielen, probably the biggest in his career, and they won. They won a playoff game in a hostile environment. Now I think I can give Kirk Cousins a little more respect. If he can gain confidence from that game, Minnesota could be dangerous, and I think they could well test Green Bay for the NFC North. They'll meet week one. That should be a good game for sure. The Seahawks. This is a dangerous team, and I don't like that because I don't like Seattle. Having said that, anytime you have Russell Wilson, they're going to be competitive. 
I mean, it came, I, the division literally came down to an inch last year. That is just how close Seattle was to stealing not just the division, but the one seed from the Niners last year. They go out and they get a guy like Jamal Adams on defense. Only makes that defense better. They have a young D-line, but they got a, they still have Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright at linebacker. And they got a decent secondary as well. And you put Jamal Adams back there. Seattle is going to be a thorn in our side. And if the Niners aren't ready for it, it's going to be tough. And I expect a very similar a very similar race for the NFC West division title, similar to last season, I expect this year as well. But Seattle is going to be a very dangerous team with San Francisco. That could go all the way down to week 17 like last season as well. And the last wild card, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Anytime you add the greatest quarterback of all time onto your roster, you're going to be good. And the Buccaneers were 7-9 last year with Jameis Winston. They were really talented, and they were lighting up the scoreboard last year too. Now you add a guy like Tom Brady. Jameis Winston lit up the stat sheet, but Tom Brady can win you games, and that's the difference for Tampa Bay. They, they won seven games with Jameis Winston by just lighting up the scoreboard. If you Now if you get a guy like Tom Brady, who, does, who certainly does not turn the ball over as much as Jameis Winston did, all of a sudden you're turning that seven into a 12 or 11 or 13. Tampa Bay is going to be good. I don't know how good, and I think that's the question. I think we all know Tampa Bay is well expected to make the playoffs, but how good are they going to be? And I'm, I'd like to say we'll find out next week, but I think we're going to find out midway through the season. I think you got to let a team like this give them a few games because I know what's going to happen. If Tampa goes into New Orleans next Sunday and you know, lays a goose egg. People are all oh, Brady's getting old and whatever. Look what happened a few years ago when New England went into Kansas City on a Monday night. Brady looked like crap and everyone thought the sky was falling. What happened at the end of that season? The Patriots won the Super Bowl. I'm not saying Tampa Bay is New England. Having said that, Bruce Arians is a very good coach. This is a pretty decent defense. They're not amazing, but they're decent. And then the offense is loaded. The sky is the limit, and Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But that is the magic question that people have been asking since Brady made his decision to go to Tampa Bay back in March is who is going to succeed more? Bill Belichick in New England with Cam or Tom Brady in Tampa with Gronk and Arians and the rest of those guys? That's going to be the big question. I'm excited to see how that turns out. But I still do expect Tampa Bay to be a playoff team for sure. Teams that are in the hunt in the NFC, there are far more teams that are in the hunt in the NFC than the AFC. I think the Eagles, Falcons, Cardinals, Rams, and Lions, yes, the Detroit Lions I have in the hunt, these are teams I think have a shot at making the playoffs, but things, a lot of things have to go right. The Eagles, things are already not on their side. They lost not one, but two starting offensive linemen already gone for the year. They lost Andre Dillard and they lost Brandon Book, Brooks. Sorry, And of course, they brought in Jason Peters, who they were going to let go to play right guard instead of tackle. Now he's going to have to move to tackle because they lost Andre Dillard. And Jason Peters struggled mightily last season. Yes, he is a veteran. He's been there for a long time. I just don't know with Philly. They also lost their rookie receiver, Jalen Rager, 
the other day to an injury. He'll miss the first few games. I don't know what to make of Philly. They're usually always in the thick of things late in the year. I trust Doug Peterson. I do not trust Carson Wentz to stay healthy because he hasn't done it. Once It's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. I didn't trust him until he won a playoff game. I'm not going to trust Carson Wentz until he plays 16 games and he makes the playoffs and plays a full playoff game. Other than that, do I think the Eagles can get there? Yeah, they could. They're a good team. I just I just need to see it first. And I think Eagles fans feel the exact same way. Having said that, if Carson Wentz for some reason goes down again, they got a backup, a rookie, but I love their backup. Jalen Hurts out of out of Oklahoma. Who I was about to say Alabama. He did play at Alabama, but he's from Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts is a baller. This guy played under Nick Saban, played under Lincoln Riley. Now that's a guy who I would trust to come in. And I cannot wait to see how Doug Peterson, because he's so innovative, how he uses a guy like Jalen Hurts, because you can use him in so many different ways. Do they use him like a Taysom Hill? Do they run read options? Do they run um, designed run plays? I'm really excited to see how Doug Peterson uses Jalen Hurts. So for that reason, Philly could be interesting, but we'll see what happens with them. The Atlanta Falcons are another team. They went 7-9 last year. They ripped off a few wins down the stretch. They played the Niners fantastic last year. Julio Jones ate up Emmanuel Mosley all afternoon. And the Falcons also went into New Orleans late last year and knocked them out at home as well. Atlanta's a good team. And they added Todd Gurley too to their backfield. I don't know what to expect out of Todd Gurley, but I think Atlanta, this is still... Atlanta's a very weird team. Because they made the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl in such heartbreaking fashion. They make the playoffs next year. Get knocked out by Philly in heartbreaking fashion. And then the next year was kind of eh. And then last year they got hammered with injuries. But then they win a lot of games down the stretch. And essentially kept Dan Quinn from getting fired. Atlanta's going to be interesting. I don't know what to expect out of them, but they could end up getting a seventh wild card or just not making the playoffs. They could even do something special. I have no idea. Atlanta is a huge unknown, but they're going to be a pain for some teams. They play Seattle week one. That could be an interesting game, but we'll see what happens. The Arizona Cardinals, I know I've talked a lot about them on previous episodes as well. They got a crap ton of talent. I mean, anytime you have Kyler Murray... DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald as your top three players on offense, you know, that's it. You're looking really good. I don't expect a lot out of the Cardinals this year. I expect them to be really good and much better than last year, but I don't think they make the playoffs this year. They're still young, but they're going to be good for for years to come. But I don't think this is the year. The Rams, the reason why I have them in the hunt is because I know a lot of people think that obviously last year was a bad year for them. Which it was. You you made the Super Bowl and then you're nine and seven the follow-up year. That's not good. You want to make the playoffs. The Rams did start three and zero, but they were hammered by injuries. But the fact that they still ended up over five hundred and nine and seven, you got to give a lot of credit to Sean McVay and that team. What they've done has been very very good, and that's why I have the Rams still as a slight contender. I think anytime you still have some of the guys that they have, like Aaron Donald and Goff and Cup and and all those guys. They're going to be decent, but they lost so much talent this offseason. I just don't think they have enough to make the playoffs. And arguably, the fact that I'm saying this should tell you everything. 
I think they're the fourth best team in the NFC West. That's a problem. That's not going to get you into the postseason. The last team I have is the Detroit Lions. Now, before y'all call me crazy, yeah, they were 3-12 and and, and 1 last year, but they were 2-0 and and 1 to start the year with a healthy Matthew Stafford and almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs week four at home. This is a good team. With a healthy Matthew Stafford, Detroit could be really good. I know a lot of people don't think that right now, but Detroit could end up surprising a lot of people. It could go either way. But again, when you don't have a healthy quarterback, things just naturally just don't go your way. But for the Lions, if you get a healthy Matthew Stafford, this is a good-looking football team. And they upgraded on defense as well. I think the Lions could be something. I think they're a team that could surprise a lot of people this year and maybe make the playoffs. I don't know. That might be a little far-fetched. But the NFC North could be very interesting. But there's that. That, that is the preview for the 2020 NFL season of my contenders and not contenders. I think this is the way that it's going to go. But again, it's the National Football League. You never know what's going to happen and who's going to make the playoffs and who isn't going to make the playoffs. This is just how it is every year. Looking at the 49ers schedule based on contenders and non-contenders, they play Seattle twice. They got Philly, Green Bay, New Orleans, Buffalo, and Dallas. It's a lot of contenders. Teams who are in the middle, like contenders, but it could go either way. They have Arizona and the Rams twice, and the Patriots I have in the middle because we don't really know what to expect out of the Patriots yet. And then the easy games for the Niners, the Jets, Giants, Dolphins, and Washington should be all wins, but this is football. This is the, the another NFL season. Things could go any way. We can see you're breaking down these things, but like I said, I think that some of the dark horses this season... The Steelers are my team to watch out for in the AFC. And in the NFC, I still think it's San Francisco and New Orleans in the NFC title game. It could go either way. Dallas is is going to be good. Seattle's going to be good. Tampa's going to be good. So many different things could happen. But I'm extremely excited about what the season can bring. Who's going to be the one seeds in each conference. It's going to be something else for sure. But that's it for this week's episode. Looking at the NFL season. And next week is finally the first episode before week one. We're going to break down week one's games. I'll make some predictions for games and all that. And we'll get ready to start the 2020 NFL season. Can't wait for that. Hope everyone has a great week. And thanks for listening. And don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram for more 49ers news and analysis.